0: It's a jungle out there, but there's Jesus. Currently in the United States, in the general population of the United States, the top 10 problems that bring Americans to counseling services for professional counseling in order of occurrence are following. One, marriage and relationship problems. Two, depression. Three, anxiety. Four, child and adolescent issues. Five, post-traumatic stress disorder. Six, LGBTQ issues. Seven, family conflicts. Eight, personal growth issues. Nine, self-esteem issues. And 10, gender confusion. You know, some persons sign contracts which they don't bother to read. And some persons believe everything they read on the internet. And some persons think that they can trust every person that they meet. There's a saying that some like to throw around, every day and in every way, things are getting better and better. (laughs) I consider me the skunk at the garden party on this, but I would say the exact opposite is true. Every day, In every way, things in this world that leaves Jesus out, things in this world are getting worse and worse. For example, from that top 10 list that pushed people to counseling in America, from that top 10 list, there are things on that list, two things, LGBTQ issues and gender confusion, which were not even any reasons to get counseling 25 or 30 years ago. But now they are in the top 10 of the tensions at number six and number 10 that Americans face. Both, of course, are examples of Satan's lies. I was reading an article with my wife just this week of a gender reassessment surgeon, one of the best in the world, who says that now after persons have had these gender reassessment surgeries that he has done, that the rates following that of depression, suicidal ideas, and actual suicides is growing fast. People are coming to him who he has performed surgery on and they are asking to have the gender reassignment surgery reversed. Even when he tells them of the extreme cost for such a surgery, and the extreme pain to recover from such surgery, they don't bat an eye and they have these surgeries. The press doesn't tell us this. Chicken Noodle News doesn't tell us this. You see, the LGBTQ issues and gender confusion issues are just examples of what's advancement in the reprobate mind actually being awful in reality. It's a jungle out there, but there's Jesus. I wanna give you another top 10 list. This is a top 10 list of reasons that persons seek professional counseling beyond the 10 I first gave you. Number one, rejection. Number two, bereavement. Number three, stress. Number four, eating disorders or body image issues. Number five, post-abortion trauma. Six, divorce. Seven, suicidal thoughts. Eight, financial issues. Nine, social isolation. And 10, academic stress. It's a jungle out there, but there's Jesus. And Jesus is the one to whom the Christian Counseling Center has pointed hurting persons for 32 years. It is a jungle out there in Nassau, but there's Jesus. Giving hurting persons Jesus as the best solution is as old as the New Testament. In Acts chapter three, verses one to six, There's a wonderful account relayed to us, a historical account, a true account. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer, and a certain man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. And when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. And Peter, along with John, fixing his gaze upon him, said, look at us. And he began to give his attention to them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he could walk. It's as old as the New Testament that the best thing that we can give to hurting persons is Jesus. Jesus was the best solution to human pain then, and Jesus remains the best solution to human pain today. Why? Let me give you seven reasons, there are plenty more. Jesus as salvation. Acts four, verse 12, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus as salvation, but there's more. Jesus as confidence. The next verse in Acts four, verse 13, now, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were marveling and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Jesus as salvation, Jesus as confidence, but in the third place, Jesus as stability. Hebrews thirteen eight. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday And today and forever, Jesus as salvation, Jesus as confidence, Jesus as stability. Fourth, Jesus as perspective. Colossians 1 13 to 17. For he, that is God the Father, delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, that is Jesus, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, and he, the Lord Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. Oh yes, Jesus Christ as perspective. But there's more. Fifth, Jesus as healing. We looked at the account of the healing of the lame man who was at the gate, beautiful at the temple every day, begging alms just to be able to eat and to wear clothes. And to say it again, to quote it again, Acts 3, 6. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Oh, yes. It's a jungle out there. But there's Jesus. Jesus. There's more in Christ. Sixth, Jesus as victory. Philippians 2, 9 to 11. Therefore, also God highly exalted him, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord To the glory of God the Father, oh yes. Jesus as salvation, Jesus as confidence, Jesus as stability, Jesus as perspective, Jesus as victory, but one more. Jesus as peace. Before going to the cross, not much before going to the cross, Jesus sequestered his closest followers in an upper room to observe the Passover feast to be recognized by them in that upper room as the Lamb of God, who would take away the sin of the world. Jesus, in that setting, said this to to them, and by extension he says this morning to each of us, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Jesus as salvation, confidence, stability, perspective, healing, victory, and peace, and we could go on with far more things. We live in an interesting time of technologies. Imagine with me that it's night. There's no moon. It's dark. You can't see the stars. You and two of your friends are out of Nassau port in a small fishing boat, far enough out to see that there are no landmarks visible at night. It's high tide and there's about a three to four foot swell. You see in the pitch dark of night and you hear a thunder and a lightning storm coming and you can sense that it's moving very fast to your vessel. The wind is really picking up, and so are the waves. You soon will be storm battered, and you know it. You radio for help, and you are scared, and so are your two buddies. As I mentioned, we live in an interesting time of technologies and feeling the way that you do in this imaginary scenario, and knowing that you've learned in your captain's course, you get as fast as you can to your boat's GPS, your boat's global positioning system. You get to that GPS as fast as you can. It's a jungle out there, but there's Jesus. And the Lord Jesus is the GPS solution for safety and survival in the storms of life. And wise, very wise, is the person who gets as fast as they can to the GPS whose name is Jesus in the storms and struggles and stresses of life. Biddy Chambers did just that. Scottish missionary Oswald Chambers volunteered to be a military chaplain and he ministered the bible to british teenage soldiers who were about to go out to die on the bloody battlefields of turkey in world war 1 a great deal of bible teaching and preaching went on in a crude army hut as Brother Oswald Chambers ministered the word of God to these terrified British teenage soldiers. Oswald's wife, he called her Biddy, was present in that hut for all of his sermons. She was a stenographer who was capable of recording an amazing 200 words per minute in shorthand. She had previously honed these skills, hoping to one day be the stenographer for the Prime Minister of Great Britain. And faithfully, in the heat of that hut, she took down, word for word, every sermon which her husband preached to the soldiers. One day, Oswald developed an acute pain in his side but he refused the surgery which he needed because he was unwilling to take a bed from any soldier who needed a bed more than him. Oswald Chambers' appendix ruptured, and he died in Cairo, Egypt, at the age of 43 years old. Biddy and her only child, a baby daughter, returned to England penniless, In time, Betty ran an eight-bed boarding house to make ends meet. Most evenings, when her sizable amount of chores were done, she went down to the boarding house's damp basement and she typed out all of her husband's sermons from the notes that she had taken stenography to capture. As it turned out, God had much, much bigger plans for Biddy as a stenographer than to work for the Prime Minister of Great Britain. God's plans for Biddy was to be a stenographer for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We now have the most beloved devotional ever, my utmost for his highest, because Biddy got to Jesus as fast as she possibly could as a widow, got to Jesus as fast as she possibly could as a single parent, because Biddy got to Jesus as fast as she possibly could in her bereavement. Tens of millions of Jesus followers have been getting to Jesus as fast as they can using the most popular Christian devotional book of all time. My utmost for his highest has been officially translated into over 39 languages. It has never been out of print since its first publishing in 1927. It's a jungle up there. But there's Jesus. And so, when you are hurting, maybe this morning, get to Jesus as fast as you can. For 32 years, The Christian Counseling Center has been getting hurting persons to Jesus as fast as they can. They will get you there, too, if you will let them, if you will talk with them. I will guarantee you, if you will talk with them, you will be glad that you did because they will hear you, they will keep your story confidential. They will bring you to God's word, which centers in Jesus. They will get you to Jesus as fast as they possibly can. And as we've seen in these moments, we all must get to Jesus for salvation and for confidence and for stability and for perspective and for healing and for victory and for peace. You know, some people have it all wrong when it comes to peace. They will tell you that that peace is the absence of problems. But there will never be a 100% absence from problems, will there? Not on this earth, at least. The only person who actually deserved a problem-free life had plenty of them. Jesus. He lived sinless. But it was his sinlessness that was so opposed by others' jealousy and slander and rejection and disbelief and hatred. And all of that opposition brought brought plenty of pressures and problems to the Savior. Jesus had plenty of problems, but he also had peace. (laughs) He slept in a boat, which was about to sink. He surrendered in an upper room, which housed a snitch. He was self-controlled on a cross, which slaughtered, oh yes, Jesus' life proves that problems and peace can live at the same address. Because peace is not rejoicing in the absence of aggravations. Peace is remembering the adequacy of the Almighty. It's a remarkable thing To see that when the Lord Jesus said to his men back then, and when the Lord Jesus is saying to us right now, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. When Jesus said that, back then, and when Jesus still says that right now, he was facing his own violent arrest. He was facing his own painful flogging. He was facing national rejection by the Jews. He was facing his own torturous death by crucifixion. But our Lord faced all of these things with peace and without fear. And what's more, Jesus offered his men peace as well. Jesus offered his men peace knowing that they would be hunted down as enemies knowing that they would lose their places in Judaism, knowing that they would suffer many of the same things that he suffered. Jesus Christ offered his men that night peace, knowing that they would face their own horrific deaths. Friend, whatever you are facing when this service lets out, Maybe this afternoon, maybe this evening, maybe Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or maybe next month. Or maybe you don't know when you're going to face it, but you know you're going to face it. Whatever pressures and problems and pains you may face, Jesus has his peace for you because even though it is a jungle up there, there's Jesus. You know, it's one thing to have peace being on holiday. But it's quite another thing to have peace being hunted. Because our Savior had peace while hunted, he can give us, you, me, peace when we're harassed. Again, it's beautiful words before the cross. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. There was an eye-opening interchange which took place around the midpoint of Jesus' public ministry. At that particular time, One of the Jewish feasts was on, and certain Greeks, non-Jews, were coming up to Jerusalem. And they met Philip, one of our Lord's 12 disciples. And according to the scriptural record found in John 12, verse 21, they said something that rings wise even down to this morning. They said to Philip, Sir, We want to see Jesus. Sir, we want to see Jesus. It's a jungle out there, but there's Jesus. Get to him as fast as you can. Want to see Jesus. Help others to get to him as fast as they can. Want others to see Jesus too. Your financial gifts in this second offering this morning will help um, others get to Jesus. The Christian Counseling Center in 32 years has never turned away one client because of money. And so there is a sliding scale of fees so person's budgets can be accommodated. And offerings like this second offering this morning help that be possible. And so when we give in this second offering to the Christian Counseling Center, we are helping others who are hurting to get to Jesus as fast as possible. I'm gonna ask if Pastor Frederick Arnett and Sister Helen Arnett and Sister Paula, would you come up and join me? I'd like to pray for you. Would you stand with me, church, family? By standing, we are uh, giving a visual picture to uh, solidarity, a unity, uh, eagerness, to uh, stand behind and with these who serve across the parking lot of the Christian Counseling Center day by day. Uh, you can imagine the kind of things that come to them in person's problems, they're often very uh, serious problems, but God gives grace and God gives his word to make uh, victories and life changes possible as persons put uh, Christ first and obey the principles of the Bible. I'm going to lead us all in praying for these servants. Lord, we thank and praise you for these who stand bowed in your presence at this pulpit. We know, Lord, that you have called them to serve you through counseling and we know as we have reviewed together that it is a jungle out there but there is Jesus in the jungle Jesus to overcome the jungle Jesus to navigate us through the jungle Jesus 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 sweetest name we know so lord we lift you Pastor Annette and Sister Helen Annette and Paula We thank you for the work that they do as unto you. May they feel supported and loved and prayed for by this congregation. Lord, bless their efforts. Win the victories needed. And we pray this in Jesus' name and God's incredible body of Christ said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you.